says uh, that we're live. I am here with uh, Ritesh Johar, uh, Rahman Binlish, and the wonderful Peter K. Um, that, uh, from a mix of Moonlighting, Block Start, uh, and Liquid Apps and everything EOS. Uh, I'll get into the introductions in a bit. Uh, but first, I just want to remind everyone to like and subscribe to these videos if you enjoy them. Uh, and nothing we say or do or talk about should be taken as financial, legal, or tax advice. Don't listen to random strangers on the internet. You'll likely get wrecked. And as a reminder, uh, Cypherglass is our channel sponsor. You can support Cypherglass by voting for them on your favorite wallet or block explorer, or voting for the Everything EOS proxy by proxying your votes to eeproxy.info. So welcome, guys, to the show. Um, uh, wow, I, I, I just blanked there. Uh, we have a little bit of an agenda. This is this is the biggest application to deploy to the EOS mainnet. It is an application called Moonlighting. It is a freelancing uh, job platform. It was invested in by EOS VC several months ago. Uh, it it has, has a lot of notoriety because it, whenever uh, the news first broke, it, the, the big thing that stood out to me was the 700,000 users that were advertised. And now that number is up to 750,000. So congratulations to everybody. Um, and why don't we just kick this off by Ritesh, why don't you introduce what Moonlighting is and, and then we'll, we'll get into the weeds here about why this is a big deal for EOS in the main net. Oh, definitely. First of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, so Moonlighting, as you said, is a freelance marketplace. It's a freelance platform, job platform. Uh, one of the most important aspects which people are aware of right now is the marketplace and the toolkit of uh, Moonlighting. So we, uh, back in uh, 2014, when we started uh, looking at this concept, we wanted to create a platform which is open, uh, where there is no middleman and people can talk to each other and they can uh, easily connect and make money, like get opportunities, get paid, get discovered, get paid, uh, you know, faster. Uh, with not too much of friction in between. Uh, so we uh, we started this 2014. We are in uh, in business for about uh, five years now. And uh, in 2017, we started looking at blockchain technology. And there is a reason, there's a history to why we did that. And uh, we can discuss that on this uh, uh, in this session too. Uh, so Moonlighting right now is at, uh, we are in all the cities, all the states in United States right now, most of them, I should say, and 750,000 users on the platform, out of which around 250,000 users are monthly active, uh, and there are uh, 50 to 60,000 users who are daily active. Uh, so there's a, a lot of activity which goes onto this platform. There is uh, 70 to 80% of our uh, user base is the service providers and the freelancers. And uh, we have uh, about 20%. And there is actually a percentage of freelancers also which uh, act as demand, which actually hire others. So we have uh, both sides covered on Moonlighting. And uh, it's been a great uh, experience building it. It's been a great experience supporting it. And uh, I think it, will, uh, it, is, it is going to be a wonderful blockchain uh, marketplace and ecosystem, which we are going to build uh, on with moonlighting and it will help the community overall. So I personally became aware of moonlighting um, around the time I, I think you guys closed your EOS VC round. Uh, I remember you guys did an email blast trying to, to find uh, EOS development partners 
And yep. I remember uh, Peter K. Pete actually got the same email that uh, Ramon probably eventually got. And we were all talking to Moonlighting. I, I know like several block producers were in the mix on this uh, and independent EOSIO development teams. And I remember Pete forwarded me your, your pitch deck and it, it, it sounded so amazing. And I, I, I wanted to tell everyone, but it wasn't public yet. Uh, we ended up having a, a call with Ritesh as dappiness. Pete, why don't you, why don't you tell oh. a story? You'll probably tell it better than I will. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, I actually ran into moonlighting earlier because I wrote that report back at ICO Alert on their STO. Um, okay. But uh, so I was excited to hear that you guys were continuing to build out. And uh, yeah, we were at Dappiness, Zach and I, and a colleague of ours, Evan. We got the call saying, hey, we, we're looking for developers over at Moonlighting. And so we started putting together a proposal uh, for you guys. And we mentioned on uh, our first call, that maybe you should use liquid app services. And uh, we ended up talking to Benny and Tal about you guys using VRAM and lo and behold, you did. Um, so we were really excited to be involved early on there. We didn't end up sending you a proposal or anything at all because Zach and I both kind of got poached uh, for liquid apps after that. Uh, we started consulting with Benny and Tal and they said, uh oh, we need to scoop these guys up before they get involved in anything too long term. Uh, anywhere else. So uh, so we ended up working there, uh, but I've uh, been following the project ever since. It's it's one of the most uh, promising things in my book uh, to, you know, hit the blockchain space. And uh, that's that's the story. That's the story. <laughs> that, that's the story. So I, I think that could lead into Ramon and how, how he got involved in this with Blockstart. What is Blockstart and how, how you got involved with, with Moonlighting? Sure. No, I think, uh, so I think a lot of people already know me uh, in the EOS community. So we have been uh, working on EOS uh, for a very long time. So Blockstart came into existence last year when we started uh, helping, like you know, reaching out to developer communities. Uh, we were we started our accelerator in Silicon Valley for decentralized applications. And I think from the community, as you mentioned earlier, so Moonlighting was uh, because coming from EOS VCs and being very active themselves, I see Moonlighting very active in EOS community themselves, uh, they reached out and I talked to Ritesh. <laughs> so uh, I think the rest is history because uh, as, you, as Blockstart objective has always been working with enterprises for real world use cases, how we can uh, bring uh, these applications which make a difference uh, to the market. Like, you know, that's what we have been working on within the Blockstart Accelerator. And uh, we hit it off together. I think our objectives were common. Uh, Moonlighting has a really great uh, story uh, on how blockchain can really enable an average person. And uh, I think that's how we got involved. So right now, I think we have been working with them uh, for since the start, I think last four months. Uh, uh, we, I think, in, like I would say that it's one of the one most wonderful team because uh, I'll tell you uh, a story that we have three other projects in our accelerator which started much before Moonlighting and they are nowhere close to launching. And Moon, the, the joy we had working with Ritesh and his team is that uh, this is like, they have a great vision, very well defined in the blockchain world. They understand it where to apply, like, you know, it's not just for the sake of blockchain. We don't have to go and recreate the vision uh, when they have such an amazing idea. And it's all about identifying the right technologies, helping connect to the right community members and getting the right product uh, in place. And that's how I think we have been able to uh, make progress together and very, very proud to have this launch and uh, get people using Moonlighting. Like, it's it feels so good. Uh, that now that people can really create their profiles and we see those transactions rolling in on blockchain. Uh, and uh, that's, we believe, is going to change the future of freelancing. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'll just uh, be back on that a little bit again. It was wonderful experience, not it, I won't say it was, it is 
a wonderful experience working with Raman and his team too. Uh, and uh, this is, I think, uh, the whole equation became so conducive and like, you know, just all the puzzle pieces start fitting together so well. Uh, we were worried when we started on this journey that are we going to find the right partners? Are we going to, you know, get the right support from the community? Are we going to even find the right tools to scale this to the point we want to scale it to? Uh, because we were burnt with Ethereum before. Uh, so, you know, all this, I think, came not only Raman's team, the whole U.S. community, I would like to thank. I think the whole thing is coming together so well that this this uh, success of putting something at this scale on mainnet and uh, be able to grow, I think uh, that the teamwork is the whole community, U.S. community, not only one uh, moonlighting or block start. I don't think is my mic on. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think I could emphasize how, how big of a deal this is because I, I saw it early on. As soon as uh, Moonlighting came on my radar, I, I do what I always do with a new ESVC project. I do due diligence and I dive as deep into the weeds as I possibly can. And what I what I found was even uh, years prior to ESVC uh, having interest in your team. You're, you actually had early investors from three of the largest uh, digital media companies in the United States. Uh, I did some research on them. I, I'm probably going to mess up these names, but Jeanette, McClatchy, and something called Trunk. And between all of those uh, companies, they own media properties such as CareerBuilder.com, USA Today, uh, the Chicago Tribune, New York Daily News, the Baltimore Sun, or Orlando Sentinel. So a huge chunk of the internet, my, my notes here on McClatchy say that, or not on McClatchy, on um, Jeanette say that they account for 29%, all of their uh, media properties and digital assets account for 29% of all internet traffic. And these are all, I guess, early investors or early partners into Moonlighting? And yep, that is true. So Gannett, <laughs> so it's not Jeanette, it's Gannett. I'm and sorry. Like, you know. I've heard it every, uh, like, which way. Uh, but uh, Gannett, McClatchy, and uh, Tronk, they are the three largest news media uh, houses in, in the United States. And I think collectively, I don't want to say a number, but you said 29% of digital properties owned by Gannett. I think collectively, uh, if you go with all three, the number is much bigger. Wow. And the audience is in millions. Uh, so uh, they have they own almost every news media uh, newspaper you see, the site you see, uh, and when you see that, like uh, Moonlighting has direct syndication opportunities with each of them because of these strategic partnerships. So they uh, they looked at Moonlighting back in 2014-15 uh, uh, time frame, and you know that is from that time McClatchy started as led over round of first round of uh, investment, and uh, Gannett and Tronk followed. So. Uh, we have been very blessed to have them as our strategic partners. So when and why did Moonlighting decide to add a blockchain component to its business? Yes, I was waiting for that question. So yeah, uh, that is, yeah. Uh, uh, so there is this like block, every technology when it comes, right? So there are two ways to approach it, how I see it. One is look at technology and see, start with this and I see it. Uh, whereas we actually took a different approach. Uh, we had a problem which we wanted to solve, and we were looking for a technology which could solve that problem easily, or which which was the best way. Uh, so problem uh, we did, we, we created an open marketplace. So when we say open marketplace, now Ritesh comes into marketplace and start posting a service, whereas Peter comes in and, uh, let's say, looking for somebody to hire, and they connect. 
but uh, now uh, it's open marketplace you can look at my profile and you can look at my services i posted and talk to me and uh, you know do your due diligence on whether i should be hired or not and hire me right uh, but then we started seeing the need of uh, these profiles to be more validatable more verifiable and more trusted so the pieces which were missing or which are missing and i think any freelance marketplace right now uh, is uh, in the three things we see that is the trust and there is uh, too much of middleman cost you know uh, people take a big cut of your paycheck and third is uh, the portability if i have to create my profile on one marketplace i have to go and do the same thing on another marketplace later right if you if i switch so we we were looking at these thing these three problems and started uh, talking about something which should be decentralized it should be collaborative and not competitive getting out of uh, you know platforms like linkedin or platforms like upwork Uh, and all traditional, I should say, staffing slash freelance platforms. Now we see them as walled gardens. Like they keep their community within these walled gardens. They want to control who sees them. They want to control who goes and work for whom, and uh, they want to know each activity. And if you don't follow the certain rules, uh, the rules set up by that central entity, uh, then you know there are consequences for that, uh, which is good in aspect of I guess some aspects, but it's, uh, we don't see it as good as. growing marketplace or growing freelancing economy uh, so to solve those we wanted to make something decentralized and to make something decentralized and distributed that is when blockchain was like you know the good thing was like these things were catching up and we started looking at blockchain as a technology uh, we initially blockchain was so synonymous to crypto like everything like blockchain means token uh, so uh, you know we also uh started looking at tokens back in 2017 we did uh did a poc with ethereum and we created even a wallet which will go within our platform and users will have to manage their keys create an account and all that good stuff uh i think the first demo we did of that poc even within our own company uh, we all agreed that this is not what we want to go with because there's so much uh, a user has to learn now there is so much friction for the technology right which which was becoming uh, so apparent that it it will be hard for users to uh, really engage with your platform so we started looking at blockchain for those reasons but and then i was trying to go into how we started looking at eos uh, so we kind of started looking at a different solution where we wanted something which is uh, which has better user account management more scalability from a transaction per second uh, point of view and uh, also the gas cost like where we could actually save money signing all these transactions so i think that is what led us to use the choice of use and you know rest is you guys know so then you partnered with blockstart and I, i'm not sure the viewers know ramon what's blockstart uh, you mentioned a little bit about it how did you guys get involved with moonlighting you mentioned you have other projects uh, floating around that aren't launched yet i don't know if you can uh, give us a little bit of sure. so, hint on those i think uh, Um, I would uh, avoid talking about other projects for multiple reasons. One is uh, that many of them are in self self mode, and right now I think the spotlight is on moonlighting. Uh, the second part is I think yes. Uh, how as I mentioned, uh, Ritesh was already in EOS, uh, and they were very closely working on EOS as uh, the blockchain they identified. And uh, we were we talked together a couple of times. We realized that uh, our philosophy is very similar. We can offer something which uh, they need immediately. 
Um, so we started uh, like, you know, in, initially as a consultancy where we said, okay, can we get you the right partners? Uh, because that was already built in Blockstart. We had already been partnering with all the US community uh, to provide the right kind of uh, technology partners uh, to, write, uh, to evaluate the technology, which can really help these use cases. And uh, we have already built a lot of, uh, you know, our own teams and architecture around enterprise applications. So we, we already know these pain points, which, uh, which Ritesh highlighted especially around user uh, adoption. Like you don't want users to be uh, having restriction when you're like enabling blockchain, you don't want user to learn something new. You should uh, make sure uh, that the user is not impacted on like onboarding on how you really make a transaction. So I think it hit off very well with, as Ritesh explained, Moonlighting the agenda was very similar to what we were already working on. And we started the sharing of ideas, and I think it was a no-brainer for us to come together to go and work on this solution. And uh, from there onwards, I think we started uh, uh, proposing, like you know, how the architecture will go, the roadmaps, and we it was like uh, mutually feeding on each other's ideas, and uh, that's how we became a partner in this project uh, from a blockchain side. Uh, and uh, we have been continuously working on. In fact, we are still uh, uh, very much associated, uh, even with, uh, beyond the launch. We are looking at uh, the further roadmap how we can really take this further and we will keep working as much as we can to bring the best uh, of uh, EOS world and EOS communities. And finally, I think we, uh, as we got into the liquid apps usage and the VRAM, uh, Blockstart also started around DSP, I think as uh, most of uh, you are aware of. And I think it beca they became an obvious partner for us to provide those services uh, and we are pretty excited to launch Moonlighting. Uh, with uh, our DSP, with a lot of great, uh, I think, uh, in terms of the resource cost, in terms of how we have been able to uh, create like a platform which can scale to millions. I think Moonlighting Vision is not to stop here. Uh, it's just start, like Moonlighting, as we understand, it's uh, just a starting point. It's still uh, in early days when we say 750,000 users. And as it is growing very fast, we are continuously looking at how we can scale. Uh, to much higher numbers, which uh, in this freelancing marketplace in gig economy, we do believe that uh, it's uh, it's opportunity is huge, like uh, millions of millions of users. So millions of users. If I go to download the uh, the app right now, I go to moonlighting.com and download it, and I create a profile. Is that already hooked in? I'm on the blockchain. You are, and. Uh... If you, wow. now we have uh, every transaction, uh, I would say every transaction of business value or of certain uh, profile value will go to the blockchain immediately as soon as you create transaction, as soon as you create your profile. But beyond beyond a little bit of information that blockchain helps, uh, you know, beyond, beyond the information I'm shown about blockchain being used, there's no user obstacle to the user signing up, right? I don't have to create a wallet. I don't have to do anything related to keys or anything like that. It just works without me even knowing that it's there, basically. That is true. And uh, and that that has been uh, the reason why we moved from Ethereum to EOS, because we wanted to take the custody uh, and provide uh, this seamless experience to our users. We, you know, the user should not have to learn the technology you're building upon, simple. Uh, and these users come into, as a user, you can come into and sign up right now and start creating your profile, start using our tools like invoices and proposals and payments. Uh, you will, we will put your data on the blockchain in, in a hash format. We, only the hashes are going to blockchain, no data is going in clear text form. Uh, so your privacy is totally uh, maintained within, uh, you know, within our system and we don't, uh, uh, 
we don't we are not using blockchain as a raw data storage whereas we are using blockchain as uh, the data uh, immutability guard so to say that you know this is where you go and verify your data and the truthness of the trust of the data got it <laughs> Um, so I, I kind of want to get back to the ESVC stuff because that's the topic that Rob and I like really talk about frequently. We're always excited about the projects. I think you might be the first ESVC project we've had on the show. Uh, we've had SVK Crypto on here, I think twice, but we've never actually had a project themselves. What, what so a after you got onboarded into the, the ESVC program, like wh what happens from there? Like, do you get, um, like advise like uh special like consulting or advisory like what what type of uh services i guess do, does block one and esvc kind of provide um that that really help you hit the ground running once you enter the eos ecosystem because you kind of decided on it uh but before the esvc deal went through but then once that went through like what did they do to really accelerate your your development that that um i guess helped you guys uh I think I said it earlier, hit the ground running. Let's just leave it yeah. at that. No, definitely good question. So uh, we, uh, as I said, right, we chose the technology before EOSVC chose us, uh, which was actually a good way of, uh, I think, choosing a technology rather than going the other way. Uh, so we were already fl following EOS very closely. We were following block one. We were, I was, uh, we were looking at Dan's every uh, article he writes, every uh, you know video he makes. Uh, so we were, we understood the EOS architecture overall before we chose it. Uh, one thing which uh, we were still struggling with, or I should say, which we were trying to design, uh, was there was not a concept of uh, virtual accounts. There was not concept of leasing tokens. There was not concept of uh, you know having this DAP uh, uh, DSP environments. We, all these were missing, and we were worried about the user adoption, not only from the easy nest of the user account management, but also from the scalability. Like how are you going to scale at the cost it is right now, right? If you have to spend millions of dollars just because I want to put this footprint or this uh, hash, these hashes on the blockchain, how is it going to scale? So uh, we uh, started uh, talking, we are, uh, we are in Richmond, Virginia, headquartered there. Uh, so which is about three hours from Blacksburg, Virginia, where block one is. Uh, so that was a blessing that we were able to drive up there. They have been a great partner and you know, they welcomed us uh, coming there with questions and uh, helping us with uh, whatever, you know, high level architecture or high level, at least we, we threw what we thought at them and saying, this is what we are thinking to do. And we could hear their opinion back, which was, I think uh, that was one of the greatest, uh, uh, you know, outcome of that EUSVC relationship which came is we got direct access to uh, Greg and Bart and Dan uh, in within block one in Bexwell. So it, it has been great help uh, having them. I think that has, uh, uh, my fear was when we started building it that we are going to first build it and then, you know, the architecture is not going to be totally correct and then we have to redo it, which might be still the case, uh, but it doesn't look like that. So you, uh, block one, they had this lot uh, in making sure that we are starting on the right foot, and uh, that was that gave us a lot of confidence in building this tool the right way. So, can you give us an example of a challenge that you faced, and maybe the uh, the tool or architecture decision that they recommended that you implemented, or that you plan to implement? Uh, so, uh, one thing which uh, I think 
block one team is very uh, very good at uh, they are very good at giving you high level advice and not suggesting you exactly what to do uh, so uh, they definitely gave us ideas of how to scale and how to keep our costs down and how to uh, you know manage our user accounts uh, seamlessly they uh, they definitely provided their inputs there but they stayed away from suggesting go ahead and use this particular tool or that particular company or uh, you know a particular platform uh, so i think uh, from the inputs which came from them and then discussing them with blockstart and raman and his relationship in the us community with uh, liquid apps and oid and uh, uh, you know dapp stuff so it, it actually became obvious for the solution and i think we all uh, Uh, all these things evolved together as a solution, helping each other. Uh, so uh, I would say Block One uh, put, puts in the right direction, and then we figured out the wrong way. So you, you have some interesting approaches to scalable DApps, and I, I think that's where uh, one of Roman's solutions comes in. Is uh, we talked before the call, and we were talking about resource management and your approach to, to utilizing Rex and a, a new service that uh, Ramon and his team has developed. Uh, you want to kind of get into resource management and how you approached it, Ramon? Sure. So uh, I think uh, this, as we started discussing this architecture, as Ritesh said, our goal was always looking at uh, not today of this 750,000 users, but how do we plan for uh, like you know, millions of users down the line? And uh, I think uh, it is already EOS ecosystem is pretty mature with Rex coming in, where even though the cost was uh, free, like each transaction is free, which is a huge help already moving from Ethereum to EOS. Uh, but then again, you need to stake a huge amount of EOS. And uh, that's, I think, one thing which uh, Rex solved uh, the issue. And now you can pay as you go. Like, you know, you can really spend monthly a very, very small amount of uh, like Rex fee. For example, even today, you can pay only one EOS per month to get around uh, 4,600 uh, EOS stake to your app. Um, then I think when we moved into uh, the other aspect, which is the other resource on blockchain, that is the RAM, uh, that is still a huge cost. And if you look at the uh, like number of transactions Moonlighting does, like as Ritesh already talked about, uh, uh, per day, how many people are coming in there, even if they are making a smallest change to their profiles, uh, everything is getting, has to be updated. The hash has to be changed on the blockchain. All that goes into uh, the RAM, and uh, that was completely unaffordable for a DAP coming in, and that's where VRAM solved the issue. Uh, but again, I think as we started working very closely on this VRAM solution, um, the DAP economy is also pretty new, like uh, because the, uh, the DSP's uh, network is uh, currently using a DAP as a staking economy. And we learned from Rex, and what we did from Blockstart is uh, um, we did not want, uh, like a moonlighting as a business, they should not worry about blockchain costs and uh, the various, uh, you know, the actual price of the token and so on. So we created uh, the very similar to Rex, we created a kind of a leasing market for uh, um, a DAP token itself. So this is something, uh, as I said, I think EOS ecosystem and the staking economy, which is, uh, which is enabling uh, this kind of uh, like low resource cost for DAPs. Now I think um, uh, we are all, we are ready to go to any level. Like you know, we can linearly scale the cost rather than trying to go for a very high uh, stake token or a variable price token, which a business is perhaps not ready uh, to go and buy. Um, and I think this is again uh, very very similar to what I think uh, we have been learning from uh, Block One. Like that's how they have established this Rex process in EOSIO. So we had the guidance, we had uh, the ideas that this is something which we can replicate. Uh, in the layer two solutions in what we did with VRAM. 
And now I think uh, what I can say is uh, if we analyze today uh, on Moonlighting, we are, uh, we are doing like tens of thousands of transactions. Uh, the cost of those transactions, I think, is uh, maybe 1,000 or uh, 10,000 uh, 10, scale from any Ethereum or any other network out there. Uh, like you cannot even imagine doing that many transactions in any other blockchain today uh, with all the tools uh, we have been able to deploy. Um, so how do you guys manage? It's, it's free to create an account, obviously, or it's free to to do this, to, to, to participate in this aspect of Moonlighting, right? There's not a subscription fee or anything to be a member of Moonlighting. Um, how do you manage accounts and make that activity free? Yeah, so uh, let me correct that there. Uh, so there is uh, uh, there are two types of memberships in Moonlighting. I should say three. Uh, so there is a service, when a service provider joins uh, Moonlighting, you can definitely create an account for free. Uh, but if you are uh, going to use our tools and our, uh, you know, our system for posting services and getting leads, uh, more than a certain, uh, certain more than certain activity within a month or a day, uh, then you will have to buy a membership called Pro Membership, uh, which is only ten bucks a month. So our uh, goal has been from the beginning to create this system, which is very. Uh, very affordable for people, you know, 10 bucks a month, uh, basically two cups of coffee. Uh, so you have this platform which is available to you for 10 bucks, uh, unlimited to not only post your services and interact with an unlimited number of people and, uh, you know, get leads. You can, you also have access to the toolkit, which I think is one of the most uh, important value proposition we have. Uh, we provide you this toolkit to run your business. You, for running your business, you need a business page, right? Which you can advertise, which you can put on social media and all that. Uh, not everybody can afford to create a website. So you can easily have a business page on our, uh, on our platform. Uh, you can use proposals. Now you don't have to manage your system, manage your uh, business in multiple systems. And you go and create a proposal elsewhere and get a legal team involved. So this is a soft contract which you create within Moonlighting, sending a very quick five minutes. Within five minutes, you can send, create a proposal and send it out. And that is like a soft contract between uh, two people. Uh, you can convert those proposals if it's accepted, or even uh, let's say if you want to just create an invoice, you can use our invoicing tool. And uh, similarly, you can use our payments tool to send and receive payments. So all these tools are available to uh, pro members uh, for $10 a month. Uh, that is that is the uh, cost involved here. On, on the other side, on the demand side, where uh, as a consumer, you want to hire a tutor for your, you know, a math tutor for your son or you want to uh, hire a graphic designer uh, for a logo design, which is not, you're not a small business, but you're a consumer, it is free. But when you go into the enterprise and you want to hire multiple people and you want dashboards to manage those people and candidates and all that, then you need to uh, buy a Blast product, which is again paid. So there are paid uh, parts to the system and we are uh, actually moving into more of to to ensure the quality of the content which is coming into the system, we are moving more towards uh, the paid uh, system rather than the free one. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned um, like this profile kind of being able to kind of be passed around through different like display platforms. How does all of this tie into uh, all of those media partners uh, we we talked about earlier? Like where does the moonlighting product fit in with all of these di digital properties with these partners. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. That's 
as i said like these uh, these three companies they hold most of the news media sites uh, in the united states and i will uh, I, I most probably will not say the correct number but it is 150 plus news media sites which are which we are already integrated with uh, integrated with in a way that uh, our service providers cards show up on miami herald and usa today and uh, baltimore and uh, you know all these newspapers uh, chicago tribune and LA Times. So those those newspapers have these ad placements where we show over 300 by 250 and 300 by 100 cards for service provider. They are dynamic content. They are not like only saying moonlighting ads, join moonlighting, but it's actually the content of the service provider, which is rotated using uh, ad platform we have built at Moonlighting in-house. So we syndicate that content out there. Uh, now with these uh, partners, we are moving on to even a bigger uh, effort of uh, service provider feed syndication, whereas it's not only one card which is going to be syndicated, the whole feed of that area will be syndicated onto the news media website. So our intention is to provide value for this $10 to our uh, service providers, not only showing them in our platform, but syndicating them out to as many partners as possible so that any way they can get the leads. That's fascinating. I'm a fan of a uh, new freelancer or not new. You guys have been around since 2014. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, competing freelancer platforms, especially with my uh, history with Upwork. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God. Peter has a history I'm, of getting banned from every single centralized platform, whether it be Twitter, GitHub, or was this Upwork or PayPal. is this five? I'm permaban from PayPal. I'm permaban <laughs> from PayPal too, but wow. uh, yeah, Upwork. And uh, it was just a thing where, I was a freelance worker, you know, a lot of people rely on sites like that for their income. And uh, one of my clients decided to pay in like small amounts with multiple credit cards just to get as many reward points as possible. And I'm not sure, I don't think that was against the terms of service. Uh, and, uh, but whatever, Upwork didn't like it. And uh, eventually they shut down my account and they sent an email saying, sorry, we know this isn't the outcome you liked, uh, I understand. Yeah, there it is. I understand this is not the outcome you were hoping for. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Pete, Pete, um, Pete's so please... upset about this that he sent me this graphic ahead of time. It was like, I have to, I have to complain about this. This, this is the kicker. Please know we are unlikely to respond to further correspondence regarding this matter. There wasn't, there wasn't an appeal or anything. And my profile was just zapped. You know, it's, it's not there anymore. And you lost uh, I mean, your entire banned. work history. I've been banned from Twitter. Don't tell Twitter that because I have another profile and that's against their terms of service. If you're banned, you're not supposed to create a new one. Uh, but uh, you can at least go and see my suspended account and prove that I was there. On Upwork, it's just, it's gone. And uh, thankfully I wasn't in a position where I was too reliant on Upwork, but that could be crippling to a lot of people who rely on the, you know, the gig economy work. They end up, I didn't even do anything. They end up with a, a client maybe that does something uh, that that Upwork doesn't like or the platform doesn't like. What would happen on Moonlighting if something like that happened? Is there is there better uh, governance or appeal process or at least at least there's the assurance that my profile's on the blockchain, right? Um, or yeah, that I can prove absolutely. my work history rather. Right. So I think uh, there are two benefits of this approach which we are creating. One is. Uh, first of all, you please join Moonlighting, and I promise you, we will not ban you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but is that because I know you, or is it because you guys have a no, better I, process? I think we we have a better process, I think, uh, in place of 
uh, we you know we also rely not only on one person or one entity making that decision uh, it's actually the community which is making that decision like if now uh, if people don't like working with you we we let them review and rate you that way and that will automatically you know create your profile in such a standing where you know you almost don't get any business it has got as being banned uh, or it's actually worse than being banned right now uh, so you still have presence but it looks bad uh, so uh, but i think one thing which we are trying to do uh, and uh, shooting for here is we are trying to change this competitive landscape for freelance economy into a collaborative landscape so instead of being uh, a company saying if you are within my platform i don't want to share you with anybody i don't want to even you know show your profile until you first of all pay me and somebody who has to see you has to pay me and who works with you i should know every paycheck you make through the platform if you don't share it with me i'm going to ban you uh, so it's it's a open marketplace but at the same time we are creating this ecosystem with blockchain which is uh, which is enabling you are enabling us to help you port your profile to multiple places so eventually once we start partnering this blockchain creating more partnerships within this blockchain ecosystem you should be able to port your profile from moonlighting uh, to let's say uh, kelly staffing services or uh, higher vibes those are the partners which we are already working with uh, so you are even if you are not doing you know uh, you don't like moonlighting for one reason going forward let's say or you are not having as much luck there you're not bound there you're not losing all the activity which you have or effort you have put in to gain a reputation within that platform you can actually use that elsewhere now so uh, i think going forward we all have to work in more of a community driven collaborative systems uh, you know if we have to succeed together so roman maybe I'm excited about this, and uh, this is the future of moonlighting. And uh, you know, I might want to, I might use it myself. I think I signed up and created an account, and then you know, just to check it out a while ago. Uh, but Ramon, um, can you tell us more about like the uh, the tech roadmap, perhaps? Like, what what kind of technologies uh, you've mentioned? Uh, Liquid apps. You've mentioned App Network. You've mentioned Rex. Um, I think also Or ID is is potentially possibly involved sure. already. Yes. And also, so, what yes, technologies think, do you expect to add uh, later? Sure. So I think OID, uh, it was like kind of as Ritesh mentioned. So we have been working with them, and uh, we did uh, discuss with Ritesh on uh, their intention to create minimal resistance for their users, like when they log in. They should not be worried about the private keys. They should not be worried about you know what is blockchain because the moonlighting user is everyday user. Like we are talking about uh, like a common man, a common worker looking for like a, a small job on uh, and freelancing job. Uh, not everybody is even aware of what is blockchain. So I think the OID was a very good solution for us in the sense that we could create a custody solution. Uh, it is uh, still decentralized from moonlighting perspective because you can sign transactions remotely with your email or with your Google or Facebook login. Which creates a pretty easy uh, uh, for anybody to go sign up for a blockchain account, and uh, with integration uh, uh, with uh, what we did in addition to that is uh, because we were looking at uh, how do we save cost for uh, uh, blockchain resources while giving everybody the blockchain experience. I think virtual accounts uh, came into picture, uh, which helped us a lot in terms of uh, not creating the full premium account for users who are not perhaps either pro members or who are not that uh, active or not valuable. But we do want everybody 
to make sure that all the transactions, all the profile are tracked on blockchain. So we started using uh, this concept, and I think uh, you know, we got very good, uh, like you know, solution now where uh, we are not able, we don't have to limit how many users we want to bring on to blockchain. So every user of Moonlighting, as they sign up, as they like, even if somebody was like, you know, three months ago a free account, and he comes now and log into this network, uh, he will get a new virtual account. And that really creates uh, completeness to the solution where we can bring each and every person not leaving anybody behind uh, in the future when uh, we start using this uh, next level roadmap features, which I think we are still discussing. And I have some great inputs uh, from uh, Ritesh where I think they have an amazing vision. Like if you see Moonlighting vision of uh, portability of profiles, uh, uh, giving a user that kind of control over uh, how they take their career outside the platform also if needed, partnering with staffing companies who can really get you uh, that kind of uh, validity of your history, job history, your actual uh, ratings on the platform. I think we are very excited. I mean, there is no limit to how we can evolve this platform. Uh, and at this stage, I think this is still an early stage, as I said. like this is uh, Right now, we are integrating the technology pieces, which can help scale. I don't think uh, we, we can say that this is uh, the final solution. You can expect some much greater use cases coming out from it. Now that we have made sure that the profiles are uh, kind of tracked over blockchain, um, there is a, a track record, there is an authenticity possible. You can verify um, what you did uh, like in, in the past and so on. So I think uh, this is a base we have set. And I think with the use of uh, like you know virtual accounts, with use of Rex, with use of uh, over ID solution where users do not have to own the keys, I think we have the right uh, technology platform, uh, which we have to continue building on top of it uh, to realize the vision of Moonlighting. So I think uh, all of you like whom I think Ritesh has reached out earlier and shared his vision, I think he has been very active in your community. So I think uh, you have seen some version of uh, the white paper and how this uh, Moonlighting is really moving forward. I would say that uh, it's a matter of time, uh, uh, how we can like you know really start seeing the benefits to the users. Uh, at this moment, the focus was on boarding focus was uh, setting up a platform for success uh, in this uh, marketplace. And I would let Ritesh maybe explore, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what his immediate vision is for uh, this roadmap itself in terms of moonlighting uh, use cases. No, definitely. I, yeah, Raman, you covered it pretty well. Uh, so uh, one of the things which, um, you know, which is very important for us and because of which this whole thing is uh, taking uh, has been put into place, as I said, right? We are feeling the gaps for trust and, you know, removing the middleman and for the portability. And now, when it comes to portability, you cannot, like, when you're building this ecosystem, you cannot be the only player. Uh, you have to bring more players to the table. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very good to see that even uh, the companies you would think uh, are not into blockchain or, you know, are not into. Uh, technologies, they are too hardwired into what they are. Uh, Everybody is looking at this technology very uh, positively, and they are they are ready to collaborate. So we are going to uh, uh, you know create and more partnerships with not only uh, to port the data out, but first to create the valid uh, you know validity to bring the validity to the profiles, bring more attributes to the profiles. Uh, so let's say if you uh, already have your work history or your education validated by another company and who is our partner, uh, we are going to bring that data onto the blockchain, and that uh, those relationships will is is what makes your profiles uh, better and more strong, right? Stronger. So now 
that is uh, once the profile is stronger now it makes sense to bring more portability to it now portability uh, you don't want to port your profile to 13 other websites uh, if it's not good enough so with the next step is to make your profiles better and bring this portability to uh, picture and create these relationships which can help us make it better without adding too much cost for the freelancer themselves i think my favorite part about oh. this project is that you were a like traditional company with a traditional business model uh with your own revenue streams and, and way of doing business and you added block the blockchain element to enhance your business you weren't a problem looking for a solution you you, you did it the, the right way or a solution looking for a problem i should say you actually had a, a a business use case and then you added blockchain to it and i think that's uh one of the most impressive things about this project and i, I want to see more projects like this and I'm, I'm just super excited to to see you add the, the capabilities and the portabilities and uh, you mentioned some of your partnerships you've made and you mentioned Kelly services in passing. And I, I saw the tweet whenever it was uh, brand new news, but mm -hmm. I, did, I, I personally haven't dealt with them in, in, in my life, but several people I talked to made it seem like a really big deal as if uh, their, their corporations that they work with or work for actually use Kelly services for the, their staffing and hiring. So could you kind of give a little bit of insight of who they are and what your partnership with them actually entails? Oh, definitely. So Kelly Staffing Services, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's a big company, a 70 year old company. And like, you know, they are into staffing. They're uh, almost at the top of the, uh, you know, curve there. Uh, I think hundreds of thousands of people work through them every month. Uh, there are millions of users uh, who, who have worked through them in the history of the company itself. Uh, now, again, all that staffing has uh, worked in a traditional way. Now, as any forward-looking company, they are also uh, they have partnered with Moonlighting uh, to figure out a blockchain solution to the same thing. Like, how can we make, uh, make this economy better so that we can actually reuse the data? It's not only, uh, see, if, if you think about the data which, is, which belongs to the service provider, that is the same data which these companies are monetizing on. And if they have to recreate this data over and over again and revalidate this data over and over again, it, it adds cost for them too. Uh, so it uh, so how can we do that? How can we help them uh, create this put this data on a system uh, which can be reused uh, when it needs to be? And how uh, and they they are a huge uh, proponent of also collaborating data. Uh, where it makes sense and you know there are a lot to be seen there and things which we are discussing and seeing how we should partner with that uh, we we are thinking of creating a kelly verified badge uh, within our uh, system like the, let's say if i have a profile in kelly which is where my work history has been already verified where my education is verified because i have worked through them at somewhere now if i can bring that authentication back to moonlighting and uh, i don't need to show you your data in a private like which is private to you maybe but i can at least show your work history and education to be verified by kelly uh, i think these are the things which will add value to a profile and kelly is a very forward-looking company and we are uh, blessed to have a relationship with them at this point and we are exploring blockchain solution we are exploring partnerships uh, on posting they are already posting jobs on our website and uh, filling in the candidates 
uh, and so there is a lot of collaboration still to be done uh, but it's, it's a very good start we, we got a question in the chat about being able to see transactions in, in a traditional block explorer and I think before we recorded, I talked to Ramon about this. So a lot of people like to look at vanity stats, like from DAP Radar, DAP.com, and they, they see like total accounts or they want to see every transaction because they're used to using typical EOS mainnet accounts. But you, you guys kind of want to explain, I know, I know one of you, you mentioned how the hashes are going to the, the mainnet of the profiles, sure. but who wants to explain the technology and, and what needs to happen for it? it how you're working with sites like DappRate or Dapp.com, or are you working with them yet to start getting these virtual accounts to to be uh, analyzed as like full users because they are actual users? Sure. So let me take this. So I think uh, again, all these DappRadars and all these metric sites, they are usually catching up to the technology. Like we are on the cutting edge here. We are talking about uh, using some of the really advanced feature of blockchain where we are using virtual accounts. We are using VRAM. Uh, I don't think right now uh, DappRadar will be able to capture the real users. Uh, what they are looking at is the actual user, like uh, for example, all the premium users will show up from uh, Moonlighting onto DappRadar, which are like have a individual EOS account. Uh, but there are hundreds and like thousands of users which are coming in every day uh, on Moonlighting, and you can see the number of transactions on DappRadar is in like tens of thousands already. And those are not made by those uh, 10 or 15 people which DappRadar is showing. Because uh, as I said, like technology has to catch up. And uh, again, it's not the job of, I think, uh, DAPs to go and uh, uh, promote themselves. It's a matter of community saying that, OK, DappRadar doesn't show the right data. And uh, we would let uh, them learn. And of course, uh, as a DSP, because we are working on these virtual accounts for multiple DAPs, uh, we will reach out. Um, and I think Ritesh has the same question. Like, you know, because do, I think that from the EOS community, it matters for Moonlighting. Um, I would say maybe Ritesh can add. It's it, this is just a, uh, something which will happen in the background. For them, it is more about uh, servicing the real customers and uh, let the community know that these, there are those real users and transactions happening. Um, and I hope I hope that the community builds more tools um, beyond uh, what they are available right now to show these kind of uh, virtual accounts and uh, real end users. Um, and I'm sure in future when we get to more and more uh, verified profiles and so on. I would say even Moonlighting will have much better uh, metric uh, in-house rather than you relying on third-party tools mm -hmm. because uh, we don't even know whether those are real accounts uh, which uh, are typical DappRadar accounts because they have a very methodical approach of like just counting the number of accounts interacting with a contract rather than looking at uh, identified profiles which actually has a much better sense when you talk about DAPs like uh, Moonlighting. Mm. I, I think you're right. Like these vanity metrics, they're important to people like like myself within the EOS community, we want to see DAP succeeding, but for the moonlighting users, they don't even necessarily need to care or know that they're on a blockchain. They don't care if they're being uh, counted on on the these these right. analytics sites. I think, it's, I think it's not uh, only like you know who sees it uh, and what they interpret out of it. I think it's as as Raman said, right? Technology has advanced, but some of these tools have to catch up still. Uh, so there are users uh, in last 24 hours or number of transactions in last 24 hours, uh, transactions in seven days. I think those are the few stats I've seen on Dapperda. And uh, uh, if you see our uh, moonlighting on Dapperda, you see, I think, I don't know, uh, close to 10,000 transactions already in the year. We just opened up that uh, pipeline for what, two days now maybe, uh, and it's already there. And but our users are low. But I think it's it's important for uh, tool to catch up because people need to understand that you don't need to go only the traditional way of implementing on blockchain. 
there are uh, new technologies which are coming up like we accounts and vram and you know virtual accounts you should we you need to start looking at that and uh, because people so much use these tools for tracking dapps i think having them those stats there are very helpful for creating a visibility to those technologies as well so with the 700 or 750,000 users are does every single one of those users now have a virtual account or are you doing it in phases over time no it's not actually we are not doing it in phases it's organic uh, in a way that uh, all the users who when now it's connected to blockchain now if you will go if you have account from last 4 years on moonlighting and you go and log in today or uh, you know start a session today you will automatically get an account at this time uh so it's it doesn't uh, we are not putting data back in time because that kind of defeats the purpose of having a decentralized data environment uh you know and that then i will track whose data goes on there and what data goes on there uh, but rather organically when a user joins from that point onwards only uh, the data will start flowing to blockchain well, I tell you, you guys are leading the way, both of you. Um, Ritesh, you're leading the way in, in a way I, I don't think I've seen with many companies in uh, taking a traditional business and adding a blockchain where it makes sense and doing it in, in phases, right? You're not just trying to commit everything at once and we're, we'll see if it works. Um, you're, you're integrating a component and then you plan to integrate other components and plan to integrate other components. And I really think that's the way to do it. Um, to integrate blockchain where it makes sense into a traditional business to start bringing those value adds to the users. And of course, Ramon, you're, I think you're setting the precedent for the tech stack and everybody who, who builds an, an app with this number of users will need to consider the tools you've used to make it possible. Uh, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, uh, we, we, we could say how excited we are about this as much as we can, but I want, I want the users and the people watching this now that they know that this is a big deal, that they've learned a little bit more about moonlighting. I think we should give Ramon and Ritesh a chance to, to, to plug their companies, let everyone watching know where to find them and what, uh, they want the audience to do next. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Ramon. I think Raman is frozen. I, uh -oh. I feel like it. Oh, Raman's gone. All right, Ritesh, I, I guess okay. it's time to plug Moonlighting some more and let everyone know where they could find no. you. So Moonlighting, uh, simplest way to find, uh, go to your uh, app store or your uh, Google Play store and search Moonlighting. Uh, it's an app called Moonlighting Freelance Economy. And uh, it is uh, also on moonlighting.com. Uh, so you can use all three, uh, any or all of those three channels. Uh, to work with moonlighting uh, and follow us on facebook linkedin twitter and on telegram we are uh, on all those channels we keep uh, our social media pretty up to date uh, with all the uh, upcoming features and our partnerships and many other announcements and i you know i invite all of you who are watching or uh, who are going to watch uh, to join moonlighting and join the revolution to make freelance economy better Ramon disappeared, so I think I'll plug him uh, for him. So uh, his business, Blockstart.one, it's it's a blockchain accelerator, and I believe Moonlighting is the first graduate of the accelerator. I don't know if you'd consider yourself a graduate yet or not, but very first client, uh, or enterprise client at least. I don't want to speak 
for Imani has other clients. But uh, you can find Ramon at blockstart.one or on his YouTube channel. He has investing with a difference. He also has a proxy of his own, which I, I support, but I support mine too. Oh, Ramon, I was just plugging you, Ramon. How, how can people find you? I just gave them your uh, web address. Uh-oh. He can't hear us. All right. <laughs> All right. We, we got... Ramon, can you not... All right. We're having some technical difficulties here. Pete, you want to let? It, do you have anything else to add here? This is a little goofy. I don't know what to do. Yeah, right. It was right at the end. We're about to wrap it up. Hey, maybe Ramon's back. He is back. Uh, hey, Ramon. He's not saying anything. I think it's yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he can't hear. I think yeah. he can't hear us yet. All right. Well. Um, no, I think we been, just need to take this home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just take it home. It's been it's been a great time chatting with both of you. Uh, maybe Ramon will watch the ending later. Uh, so it's it's been a pleasure chatting with both of you. You guys are real leaders uh, in the space, as I said, um, and uh, making waves here. So uh, that's that's it for today. Thanks for everyone watching. <laughs> Thanks for the comments, and uh, we'll sign off. All right. Great. So uh, thank you guys for having me here, and uh, I'm sure Ramon feels the same. Uh, he will convey that later, I guess, when he watches the end of the show. <laughs> I don't even know how to close off. This threw me off. All right. So I, I guess I'll see everyone tomorrow. Uh, we're still on track to do the live stream tomorrow, myself and uh, uh, Rob Finch. So I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure Pete will be back sometime soon uh, with the Everything He Is developer courses. You can find them in the Liquid mm -hmm. Apps Telegram channel constantly 24 7. Uh, so I guess until tomorrow, I'm Zach Gall. I'm Peter K. And uh, this is Ritesh and Ramon, yeah. and this is everything EOS. <laughs> and then we got to do a Go EOS on three, guys, and we'll sign off. All right, ready? One, two, three. Go, Go EOS. EOS. All right, smash the thumbs up, yeah. hit subscribe, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.